0: Welcome back to our Weird History Minisode, where we seek to bring you tales of the strange and unusual throughout history. Tell me, Melissa, my lovely co-host, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? I
1: need to know. Uh well before I tell you what we're talking about, if you hear happen to hear a third voice, this would be Casey jumping on. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> tell me, tell me to <laughs> join us for the weird history too.
1: We just finished recording our uh episode three for Shakespeare. So we asked her to join on because I figured she'd have some extra fun. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Um quick <laughs> bring me
2: the weirdness. Hmm? <laughs> bring it. Bring the, w- <laughs> the weirdness. I can
1: handle it. I can take it. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this I one can't take it. <laughs> I say that every week, but this one's quite a bit crazy, but it's okay. It's weird, but it's not weird. Like last weird history, weird, but also disclaimer at the beginning. This is about animals and executions. So if hearing about animals eating people or supposedly eating people or animals being executed is not something you to listen to i would skip now and go listen to episode shakespeare or go listen to death by crinoline or any of the other episodes we have but i would skip this one if that is a topic that is not going to sit well with you
0: great way to start off the day <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk
1: about animals killing humans and executions.
2: I am so intrigued.
1: So this is a uh, medieval animals on trial. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <On> trial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All you right. brought it. You brought the weirdness. <laughs> it wouldn't be weird history if I didn't. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. All right. Uh, so start. This, uh, as, as far back as we can tell, this started around the 18, 18 around the 800s. So it re- typically ran between the 800s up until 1700s. For the most part, then died out a bit. But there are still some cases of animals being put on trial today. But most of the time, this took place during the medieval period. And it was all European courts, as far as I could tell. So for centuries, we have courts of Italy, France, Switzerland, Germany, many different countries throughout Europe, tried pigs, dogs, rats, snails, grasshoppers, sheep, goats, foxes, horses, bulls, and various other pests and vermin for, quote, crimes against people, property, and God. Did you just say crickets? Grasshoppers, but my, Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just as confused as you are, Casey.
2: How do you get a grasshopper? Just <laughs> sit. Stay still, grasshopper. Answer
1: me this question. Keep, this, keep that imagery in mind as I continue to tell you these stories. Please, <laughs> please keep that imagery in mind because yes, just yes. So oh, good. go on. <laughs> oh no no, no no, no. If you thought that flat, that second sentence was the, the funniest, okay, so there were typically two kinds of trials for animals, secular and ecclesiastical. The secular kind was against individual animals who had maimed or killed humans and usually those would be larger farm style animals. Ecclesiastical would be against vermin such as mice rats mice and rats but also against various pests and insects so you could have locusts moles beetles eels leeches snakes termites weevils worms and flies.
0: What did they decide to put on trial the lampreys that William the Conqueror ate and died from? I mean, uh, wasn't William
1: the Conqueror that was Henry II? i'm pretty sure it was no it wasn't <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> right now, i, so I now I have, have to look, look it up, up to double check. so okay so you get, you get ready for this too so the ecclesi- ecclesiastical ones so normally okay gonna first step back the secular ones if and very likely when the, those animals were found guilty they were usually hung or in some way uh, executed and the ecclesiastical ones they were not executed, but they were excommunicated. What? It only gets better.
2: People were assholes. <laughs> <laughs> my French, I'm sorry, but they are. <laughs> Poor animals. What the heck? I'm so
1: confused. It'll make sense by the time I get to the very, very end, I promise. Okay. So.
0: Sorry, I had to look this up. We were both wrong. It's Henry the I. Oh.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. The, the second son of William the Conqueror would be Henry yes. the first land priest because he was in France yes that's right
0: that's right, right. We both got it wrong
1: <laughs> I got it right it was a Henry it was not William
0: they're yeah. connected by family
1: yeah he's true. a
0: son of William I got close
1: <laughs> all right so the ecclesiastical one was mostly for vermin's pests and insects because it was believed at the time that insects and vermin were not under human control because they were not farm or domesticated animals and therefore could not be seized and imprisoned by civil authorities. L- I'll go into cases. That, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it makes a whole crap ton of sense. Um, I will go into a lot of different cases towards the end, but as you'll notice as I'm talking, a lot of the research and record keeping mostly comes from France. It's not so much that France had more animals on trial than any other country in Europe at the time. It's just that France had much better record keeping. So in case you're wondering, but it is, according to the record keeping, pigs were particularly the more common animal to be put to death for many unattended infants that were killed while in their cradles. So these animal trials were actually taken as seriously as human courts. And I'm going to say that just to differentiate. Because it sounds weird saying human court, there they had judges, they had bailiffs, prosecutors, defendants, and even witnesses. <laughs> the look on your face is fantastic.
0: How do you have a defendant, and I mean, a lawyer
1: for an what? I'll have I'll come up to that and, and, and I'll, I'll I'll get to it. I'll get to it. They even had special exec. Uh, ex, uh, Executioners brought in for some of the smaller animals too. Why?
2: Because <laughs> because you have to wrangle larger and smaller animals differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this the the guy needs an execution via axe.
1: Sometimes, sometimes they hung them. God, so- there's so many ways to kill it that are so much more simple. It was the medieval times. I'm, I'm just even then, go with you- it go with
0: it. <laughs> you could even use a bow and an arrow
1: <laughs> so their author Peter denselbacher actually notes that these trials were actually necessary because it not only took even though they only took place under unusual circumstances they were not done to prove that they actually worked by executing say, a pig the rest of the pigs are going to be like oh no look what he did we should all behave but it's more of it was a way to maintain law and order in a cooperative manner, even if the delinquents themselves weren't human in these cases, because it's of uh, your animal, like your, if your bull got loose and then destroyed my property nowadays, we're going to say, well, yeah, that's on your part because it's your property. And that was your animal. But at that time it was, well, that was your bull. So we're going to try your bull because he's the one who broke loose and destroyed my property. And there is one example of that that comes up later. So, as I'm doing the research, I'm going ecclesiastical court for insects. All right, why was the church involved in some of these? I all I'm thinking is just like the biblical plagues is all I'm thinking in my head. So, econ, economist Peter T. Leeson actually has a theory about this that they use ecclesi- I can never say this word correctly. ecclesiastical trials as a way to increase tithe revenue in areas that had very high tithe evasion. And if you don't know what tithe is, it's the money paid towards the church by the citizens of the area. And this was typically achieved by actually bolstering the citizens' beliefs and the validity of church punishments for their evasions of tithes in the areas where it was high. Or as he put it, quote, estrangement from God through sin, excommunication, and anathema. He also argues that vermin trials were often based on superstition. You're going to love this. I love this part. Around pest controls at the time. Would you like to hear methods of medieval pest controls? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sprinkling weasel ashes or water that had had been. (laughs) I can't do this. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll try to I'll try not to laugh. Sprinkling weasel ashes or water that a cat had bathed in over fields to drive mice away. The cat
0: part I kind of get. You smell a cat, you want to run.
1: Yeah, but it's not cat urine. It's the, the water the cat was bathed in. So the bath water.
0: Yeah, it should have been the urine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it smells really bad. That's true, and I can attest to that. I have a cat. <laughs> so another method was capturing a rodent, castrating it, and then releasing it back among the other rodents with the hopes that the noticing the castrated rodent would deter them from coming in onto your property. See if I did to your friend there. That can happen to you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> you better watch yourself up yourself before you wreck yourself
1: (laughs) this is not into the cases yet we're just having laughing fits i'm not even done with this section (laughs) so another one was putting castor oil plants which doesn't make sense until you think that castor oil plants contain ricin which is a toxin and you take these castor oil plants and you put them in the afflicted fields to drive moles away. That, okay, maybe, maybe. This last one was just, I don't, I don't, okay, I, okay, I'm just gonna get into it. Another one was hanging garlic, flock leaders next to protect the sheep from wolves.
0: Are wolves vampires or something? I don't
1: know. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I didn't know how the wolves are are they allergic to garlic do they not like garlic what is this with wolves and garlic gonna... oh, no this isn't this isn't a vampire does this wolf live forever and it was just randomly turned and we don't know about it what I have no idea I do know that if you, if you bring garlic around meat you're going to drive me away but oh I love garlic
2: Icky, don't Icky. tempt me in making you garlic bread <laughs> Oh, it looks good kill <laughs> You can see the look that Melissa's giving. I, I just saw it.
1: <laughs> I was at a friend's wedding the other day, right? So the appetizer table had these really delicious-looking sauteed mushrooms. Oh they yeah. were garlic mushrooms. Oh yes. But I love mushrooms. I ate them. You ate I them can...
0: even though there's garlic. She you hate
2: garlic. I abhor possible. garlic Infinite but I love God. mushrooms. <laughs> has to be used correctly in the right
1: amount can't be too over i think it's more like garlic salt saute mushrooms but so they, they were you know but to go back to the animals <laughs> 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 so oh gosh oh this is just gonna go crazier crazier although the animals were often sentenced to death because you're mostly more, more likely are going to have secular court, then you are going to have ecclesiastical court because they didn't put anything to death in ecclesiastical court. But sometimes you could actually appeal it on behalf of the animals. So there was one case that involved a pig and a donkey who had been sentenced to death. <laughs> this is not the beginning of a joke, but a pig and a donkey were sentenced to death in secular court, but they were able, based off of the lawyering, were able to have their sentence commuted just to corporal, uh, corporate, corporate, corporate punishment corporeal punishment so instead of being put to death the animals were just beaten that sounds worse that is disgusting but times they were different yeah so another case of of having a sentence commuted or i'm sorry we're going to go into the ecclesiastical for a second so in 1519 in one case i believe this was in italy uh, a judge or ordered offending mice to leave the commune of Stellavio but the judge noted in his report that the mice had to have safe passage out of town because so that they wouldn't be harmed by the local cats or dogs on their way out and he also stated that any pregnant or infant mice could take up to 14 days to vacate the commune that was really sweet <laughs> They get royal passage, safe passage. That's... How bad is your mice infestation in your town that you have to order them out? But how are you going to make them leave? Out, you're causing the plague. No, this is going to be like the Pied Piper leading them out by playing. Oh my God, Pied Piper,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so a typical ecclesiastical trial would go as such. And this is kind of a, a quote from one of my sources so a town or district that found itself plagued by animals would launch an investigation an advocate would be named to defend the pest should there be grounds for a trial a summons would be served and read by a court official the animals would have three opportunities to appear in court and plead their cases if they lost which they usually did they would then be asked to leave the district within a certain period of time inability to show up for sentencing and adhering to its resolution resulted in being excommunicated.
0: How do you excommunicate a goat?
1: How do you excommunicate flies? I don't know. <laughs> Just my Horrible mind. it's question.
2: My mind's blown. And how do you expect them to understand? You need to vacate the premises in 90 days. What if they come back? I don't know. <laughs> cat came back the very next day. <laughs> Remember that? I wouldn't see that cat
1: put on trial.
0: We'll do a fake one with my cat.
1: Ugh. Okay, hold on. If you go to Google and just type in medieval animal trials and go under images, there should be one where you can see a pig in court. I'll do this real quick so you can see a picture of it, then I'll continue.
0: little piggy looks like he's crying.
1: <laughs> oh my no, just kidding. <laughs> you, you were there. if you can go down, you'll see you'll see um the donkey on trial. There's the fox. There's a bull, I think. There, the there's pig some... just, it's, uh, again, a pigs. The again, often it was pigs. <laughs> so you, you gotta look these up. They're great. What a.
0: What a high society we were. Right. We were so smart. We put I'll animals get who don't it. have the ability of higher thinking on
1: trial. I'll get into it at the end. Oh, goody. <laughs> so, as you were asking earlier about these defense lawyers, I've got a little bit for you.
0: Tell me more.
1: Although it was likely that your client was going to be found guilty. Because unless you really were able to appeal it or the citizens of the city were able to appeal it, which I'll get into in a minute, you'd have to get really creative on defending your animal, especially if maybe you didn't have all the facts. So there was one instance of a lawyer in the 1500s named Bartholomew Chasney, who stopped a trial against some rats that actually ate a field of barley by claiming that his clients could not appear in court because they were afraid of the village cats. <laughs> yeah. oh. because if you think back again you have three appear three opportunities to appear in court so by by telling court that your your client cannot appear in court due to you uh, being afraid of being hurt by the village cats that is a way to exonerate your client
2: i had to applaud that <laughs> that noble effort <laughs>
1: Other creative ways were uh, at at one point there was one court or one defense lawyer in court that said all creatures were created by God and had a role to play in the world and therefore must go and punish because it is God's will. And others argued that they're just like humans. They also need food to survive. Why are we punishing them for doing something that's just as basic as we need? Oh, fair point on that. one. All right. Now we're going to get into the cases. And again, this is a bit gruesome and involves death of babies and death of animals. Just F-Y. Babies? Did you not hear me talk about infants earlier?
0: I know, I just really- I did, I just- I don't think it really hit me until you said now we're going to really talk about it.
1: Well, I'm not going to get hey. super in detailed into it, but there are cases that will be briefly mentioned for it.
2: I think I was just so- Enthralled
1: with the grasshopper, <laughs> the <dinner
2: table. laughs>
1: they're not all pigs killing babies. There's just a couple of them. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, let's do this. All right. So there was one case in 1386 in Falaise, France, where the citizens actually gathered for an execution of a murderer, not knowing, not maybe not so sure what the murder, who the murderer was. Turns out this criminal murder was actually a pig who had quote according to the report had indulged in the evil propensity of eating infants on the street unquote and then was sentenced to be maimed in the head and four legs prior to hanging but prior to it being brought to execution she was dressed in a waistcoat a pair of gloves a pair of drawers and a human mask was put over her head to make her more human-like
0: Yes, because that changes everything. That's what I was just
1: about to say. Again, I'll get to that in the very, very end. I have a little conclusion section. Wow. And then December 1457 in Saint-Vigny, France, uh, another female pig had apparently turned violent and had six piglets in tow with her. All seven were captured, imprisoned, and then brought to trial. During the trial, the owner of the pigs was accused of only being negligent but faced no punishment for the death of his son but the sow she'd faced she got the death sentence now the judge decided that she was going to be hung by her hind legs but her piglets though they were also splattered in blood were spared from execution because they were young and they, they were released into the care of the owner who was not punished
2: so the little piglets were guilty by association well that's good
1: yeah there's a the silver lining <laughs> Gosh. This next one you'll love this next one. So most cases work as I said criminal but sometimes you get to get the ecclesiastical ones but this is an unusual ecclesiastical one as it involved a domesticated animal and not vermin or pests. So this one some of them involved possession or demon activity. Yes. <laughs> yes. So in 1474 in balls France again I say most of these are coming from France because there was a lot of good record keeping. A rooster was put on trial for having said it had laid an egg. Wait. Roosters Mm -hmm. don't lay eggs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, what?
1: Yeah, apparently this rooster, against God's will, laid an egg, so therefore it must be possessed by the devil. (laughs) And apparently the courtroom had had discussions about whether the egg, when hatched, would become a basilisk or a cockatrice. The rooster was sentenced to death. It is not known what happened to the egg. I was about to ask what happened to the egg. And it probably smashed it.
0: Probably. Mm-hmm. They probably destroyed it or burned it in a fire because you know the way to get rid of the devil is by fire.
1: Burn the witch. Yeah. Right. So an Altoon friend. Devil is- be <laughs> out. No, no, please don't burn the witches, please. <laughs> And Alton, France, in the 1500s, citizens came together to accuse some rats of quote feloniously eating and wantonly destroying their barley crops. And in the 1400s, a beetle that is called an Inger beetle was tried for devastating fields in Bern, Switzerland. In the 1400s, in Mainz, Germany, there was a case brought against flies. So, according to Leeson the economist the flies refused to appear so the court took pity on their small size and young age and then appointed them a more adequate defense counsel to prevent further no-shows
0: of flies you know the little things that flitter around and disappear and escape you from going
1: (laughs) yeah yeah flies that maybe have what a four to five day
2: lifespan well the blame has to go somewhere god forbid things just happen and occur naturally in life (laughs) always someone to blame
1: <laughs> or something yeah exactly now sometimes most of the time it was uh, a small group of people or individuals putting these animals on trial but sometimes you'd have whole communities so at one point in 1659 the italian communities of Kiervena, messa gordona Plata, and samarico all banded together to prosecute caterpillars that they had charged with trespassing and damaging their fields you good their case yeah (laughs) caterpillars, right oh my gosh you can't make this stuff up
0: too insane
1: nope yep and then there's another case in june 14th of 1494 the uh five-year-old named johan Lefon was left alone by his parents and supposedly killed by a pig from the farm the pig was accused of quote strangling and defacing a child a young child in its cradle i don't know how a pig strangles anything but okay and now according to the report the father was off guarding the the, yeah the father was off guarding the cattle the mother had been in the village so the infant was left alone at home in his cradle, during this time, the said pig entered the room, where it began to disfigure and eat the face and neck of said child, who then died by his the afflicted wounds. How low to the ground is this cradle? They used to be pretty low. That's fair. So in 1314, a bull was hanged after it had broken out of its pen and killed a passerby in its village. I don't know how you hang a bull, but okie dokie. 1379, the son of a swine keeper was killed by two herds of swine. The judge determined that one of the herds initiated the attack and the second joined in after it had already started. Both herds, <laughs> you good? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not that amusing. Both of the herds were actually sentenced to death as it was said that their cries during the attack was evidence that they not only approved of the attack on the child, but they also enjoyed it. Wow. But as I mentioned, sometimes if you're creative, you could save the animal from a death sentence. So in 1750, a man and a female donkey were apparently in court on charges of bestiality. The man was convicted and put to death, thankfully. And the donkey was exonerated due to a document submitted by the townspeople saying that she was a quote, most honest creature.
2: Oh my Gosh! Oh, so weird though. No, he's, he's like, an honor woman. He was coerced. She, yeah,
1: it didn't uh, work for, for 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 human females, but apparently it worked for female donkeys. Hmm. Interesting. So these are kind of character assessments that were only allowed for domesticated animals in secular court, as it was believed that living among humans, domesticated animals would learn right from wrong. And apparently if an animal was in court and began to make noises such as grunts, such as the pigs, it was marked against them as a sign of rude behavior. Would they hold them in contempt? Probably, maybe if they had contempt back then, maybe. But how do you stop a pig from grunting? That's just what it does. You don't. <laughs> right. I am oh, so like, no, you must be completely quiet at all times. I'm a pig. I make noises. <laughs> like asking someone to stop breathing. Or not sneeze in court. I don't know. This next one I want to tell you about, but I do want to let you know that this is probably, it, the, the research I said said it was the most strangest case in terms of animal court. But it's also one of the most gruesome oh just a heads up so this took place in paris in the 1730s in the courtyard of a printing shop so one of the workers nicholas contat complained that he and other apprentices often found their job to be incredibly difficult due to bad food long hours and having to live in an area with dozens of alley cats whose howls and meowing kept them up at night So they were having trouble working. But meanwhile, the printer's wife kept a gray cat who apparently was treated far better than any of the apprentices and anyone working in the shop, which was not an uncommon thing. So the apprentices decided to take revenge on the cats. One of them was apparently very good at mimicking cat noises. So they decided that until it bothered the master of the the print shop, this employee would make cat noises all night long outside of the master bedroom until at one point the master had enough and said, Just go take care of those stupid cats. So, what followed is actually known as the Great Cat Massacre.
0: Making me sad. Yeah.
1: Yay. So, apparently, these apprentices went around capturing and murdering as many cats in the city of Paris that they could find, including the master's wife's gray cat they hated her the most and they brought them to the courtyard at the print shop held a mock trial complete with guards a confessor and an executioner they together deemed that the cats were all guilty and then administered last rites to them
2: wow i don't even know i don't like that one i know i didn't like it either but it all oh. Was in my research cats have been so mistreated throughout history too you know so except misunderstood. For Egypt. so much Huh? <laughs> except Egypt except for Egypt oh yes one of the many reasons why I love Egypt so I mean much. essentially
1: when when you got the plague going through and the pope denounces cats as being evil and then you got worse plagues because now you don't have cats because you kill them all and they can't get the mice that are carrying the fleas you've kind of done screwed up
0: I think you mean rats. Uh, oh, yeah, how you think.
1: Wow. But there are various different types of medias that are actually mostly books that talk about these medieval animal trials. So, one of them is a book called Chronicle, Chronicle- Chronological List of the Prosecution of Animals from the 9th to the 12th Century from 1906 by E.P. Evans. And it was the first book of its kind, and it details 196 cases of animal trials from 14 different countries. So someone really was able to do research. And then... Record keeping. Mm -hmm.
0: Really good record keeping.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, France had really good record keeping. And apparently, uh, even during this time, some people found animal trials to be a bit crazy. And they were even parodied in plays at the time. So there was one called uh, Les Pladeurs, which is a... by French dramatist Racine. So it's a story about a dog who's put on trial for stealing a capon. Just for stealing crazy. a what? A cap on. Oh, okay. And then there is, as I mentioned, the Great Cat Massacre above. there is a book called The Great Cat Massacre about that incident by Robert Darnton. And then there's also the book The Historical and Contemporary Prosecution and Punishment of Animals by Jen Gergens. And this last one, I kind of want to watch it. I saw the trailer for it. It's called The Hour of the Pig in America. I'm sorry. sorry. In America, the movie is called The Hour of the Pig. In England, the movie is called The Advocate. And it's a 1993 story about the story of Chesney, uh, the Bartholomew Chesney, who defended the rats. We talked about earlier, but this movie is more depicting on his defense of pigs and it stars Colin Firth as Betholomew. No way! Yeah, a oh. very very young looking Colin Firth. Free yeah, so. Pride and Prejudice, Colin. Firth.
0: Yes, I think we need to do a watch party.
2: Ooh.
1: Oh, I'm down. Yeah, soon. <laughs> I don't know where I can find it. I just the, this one of my sources had a trailer posted, so I watched oh, the
2: trailer. I'll find it. I'll find Ooh. it.
1: Well, My, uh, we'll the release on. is probably on Daily Motion or something.
0: We'll go on the hunt. So one of us will find it. and One of us will share the link and we'll all
2: watch it together.
1: <laughs> so good. So I know this is certainly weird history. And we've had varying comments throughout this as to why they would do this. Because it's certainly very unusual. But if you think about the mentality of the people in the medieval medieval period and their relationship with animals particularly farm animals it makes a lot more sense why they did what they did because if you look a lot of, uh, look at a lot of pictures or drawings or the marginalia and medieval times you'll see a lot of animals that are either behaving like humans or dressed as humans or given human-like qualities which is very strange from our modern perspective because we don't really rely on animals as much as they did so if you think back to pre-industrial times the animals the farm animals relied on the humans that did the work for them as much as the humans relied on them to do the work
2: that does make a lot of sense
1: It was, you you raised these animals, you trained them, you fed them, you did eat them, but you, but you cleaned them. They were your family. They were constant in your lives, especially if you're a farmer or a breeder, there was a bond with these animals and they were literally essential to your daily living. You could not do something like you, you, you couldn't do your job without a lot of these animals, let alone horses. Horses were the way to get around you know, for your so, feet. yes. Uh, I mean, you've got bulls helping out in the field and you got chickens laying your eggs. You've got horses to ride around. You got the sheep for the wool. You got to make, you, know, and then you use that and you make yarn out of it and you make clothing out of it. You make sheets out of it, you know stuff like that. Too. So, and caterpillars kind of make sense. If you've got silkworms, you can make silk. So it made a lot more sense. You actually had to, these weren't just a pet. These were other family members that are working with you to make your life to to actually help you make money to continue with your life. It is your livelihood, these animals, literally.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So it makes a lot more sense that you view them as your family so you also put them in trial as if they were your family.
2: I can see it. But a grasshopper? (laughs) I can't let that go. I need
0: grasshopper some- is my pet and so are these flies.
2: I need some stories with the grasshopper, man.
1: I didn't find it, but you can go to France. I'm sure there's a record somewhere. need more. <laughs> I still find it funny that the judge gave pregnant mice two weeks to vacate the city.
2: <laughs> you know, I didn't think it could get any more strange... I, could, I didn't think it could get stranger than... Who was it? Nero, who put his horse on the council or something? That's or who cool, was like, it? Yeah. Oh! That's right. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've just... That was a story from high school I learned in high school.
1: So, that would be it for <laughs> Grasshoppers on trial.
2: Covers <laughs> <laughs> pigs flies <laughs> they need to make a movie about the grasshoppers on trial
1: i don't i you gotta find the, the thing first but i mean i would i mean we, we have to get together and watch the the hour of the pig i don't please <laughs> please okay Let's after how about this after we finish this recording mm-hmm. i will we'll have everyone jump on and i'll see if i can find a trailer and we'll watch the trailer together okay. <laughs> i <laughs> know uh, you know no 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 what i really want to see because this is this would be quintessentially medieval europe i want to see leeches on trial <laughs>
0: oh,
2: Yeah,
1: those deserve to be on trial <laughs> they kill a lot of people well we know that eat. was the humans the leeches were just a tool yes yeah. But ecclesiastical trials where the leeches get excommunicated. I want to see that movie. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Um we we definitely. Oh Lord above, we're crazy. Okay.
1: Anything else you guys want to talk about? Or uh, any any other questions or comments before we head off for the day? I just want to
2: say that was the best.
1: That was better I- than death by Crinoline.
2: Well no. oh okay that was uh, me but I mean I wouldn't be involved in more of these weird histories. That was so much fun. Thank you. Uh, that was awesome. You're you're welcome to come on whenever you want. Oh yeah.
0: Well, we'll we'll let you know when we record the next one. Oh god. Apparently the Literally. fans
1: really like you. Your episodes get really high ratings, so Oh, oh! I'm so flattered you're going to make me blush.
0: And <laughs> listeners, we get most listeners there too. Yep. Oh, that's,
1: cool. okay. that's what I meant. We get high ratings from the listeners. The plays, your episodes have the most plays out of all of our recent episodes. Oh my gosh.
2: Wow. That's fantastic. So come back whenever you want. This, oh. We'll
0: close this out real quick and then we can brag about that later. <laughs> 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 uh, well do for this episode of history explains it all minisodes i think i've just been
1: mind boggled a little too much well and join us next week we'll have episode three with casey shakespearean conspiracies <laughs> she has a lot of fun with that one.
2: Oh lord yes it's gonna be good
1: juicy and delicious <laughs> 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 listen to next week's episode you'll understand
0: oh dear lord dear lord
1: oh i guess with that we'll sign off and we'll see you guys next week as we continue to trek through history to
0: explain it all (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. bye